We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home in a simple way to get it. Rocket can. So glad to have you here on the Maggie and Perloff show. It is Tuesday And we have a true quarterback controversy in the NFL. Of all places, Perloff, it happens in New England, where both the guys not only look exactly alike, have kind of similar games as well. And this is full-blown. They're going to play the Jets next week, the Patriots, and the first time the Jets have actually been relevant in like the last decade. And now you got a QB controversy, and this is Belichick and his staff only have themselves to blame for it here. And, you know... I don't know where this is going to land. Are they really going to play two quarterbacks all season long? But I know I do not like that solution. This isn't a college program. It's the pros. Yeah, but you just said it. Does it make any difference which one they start? Do you have any different? Do you think the lines would change at all? Here's the wrinkle. Yeah. The wrinkle is the trade deadline that comes up on November 1st. Right. So if they really are kind of six of one, half a dozen of another, let's just say Mac Jones's ankle sprain is not that serious, which I, I think it seems like he's pretty much over. It didn't look like that was an issue last night. So does Belichick do the Belichick thing and trade one of them out of there? And I don't know what the mm. market would be like, and I don't know what he could even get in return, but do you float it out there? I know San Francisco was trending last night. They're not going to do that. They have Trey Lance, but... Would you try to see and put feelers out there and say, hey, one of these guys is available. Come and make your best offer, Carolina Panthers, something like that. Yeah, I don't see them trading either guy because I don't think there's a robust market for Mac Jones because if you're a team, why why would the Panthers trade anything of value for him if they could just draft a guy and start over on the five-year clock immediately? I don't think there's any market at all. I I don't think that – I was joking about they're the same guy, but they're not – I mean, if you're Bill Belichick, don't you want to hedge your bets and keep both guys and just figure it out? Look at their upcoming games. They they go to the Jets. Yep. Then they have the Colts with a backup and Sam Ellinger. And then they have the Jets again. Now, the Jets feel like a team like Bill, Bill Belichick can beat no matter who's a quarterback. He's going to beat them. It's not going to have anything to do with quarterback because... He's really good at... Well, then again, I would have said the same thing about the Bears. But he's, Yeah, I was going to say, they were an eight-point favor last night. Eight-and-a-half-point favor yeah, last night. Yeah, I know. That's a great point. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Space the, Matter, you were The Jets is exactly... I could the, pick out of a lineup. A team that can't pass, usually... <laughs> of course, everything... <laughs> yeah, got, Justin Fields. I mean, he but, made a couple nice throws last night, but he was just running the ball. But the Jets are That's so awesome. one-dimensional on offense that Belichick should be able to figure them out. Now... What, what screwed them up last night was Justin Fields running so much. Yeah. I don't think Zach Wilson's going to do that. I think they have an advantage. I don't I saw, think Zach Wilson can do that. Zach not Wilson, in that way. No, well, He's a sneaky athletic guy. Yeah. But they, they're not going to do that with him. He had a great run this week, but they, they said something interesting. He was running really well, but then he tweaked his knee and the yeah. preseason got scared of it. I can't imagine why. He missed the first, what, three games of the season? I mean, come on. And, am I being am I living in the past here where I think to myself, there's no way Belichick's going to lose these games to the Jets. I mean, Sam, well, you're... You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, Don't but, you guys feel this okay, way, too? But here's the thing. I would have said that about the Bears, number one last night. Can't believe totally. they lost it. <laughs> and then the second thing is, they're starting to be like a little bit, I don't want to say symmetry, but a little bit about the 2010 Jets, like young quarterback, defense is really good. Last time the Jets were in the playoffs, last time the Jets you know, were super competitive, and so maybe it's like, you know, 
now 10 years later, we're getting a little... The shine has fallen off of Belichick. Like, he's still Belichick, but, like, that... I don't have that same mental, like, fear that Maggie has. Like, Belichick feels beatable. The Patriots don't, I don't feel like you this guys invincible did not force any of this. anymore. When Belichick blew out the Browns last week, and nobody they was blow saying... blow them out. They, no, were, listen. they killed the Browns last week, didn't they? I mean, yeah, they, they scored 38 points against the Browns, which... And this is like a... This is a JV offense. Uh... <laughs> He's still Belichick, but I think maybe just the the dearth of talent on the team. Yeah. It just it, they don't feel unbeatable, and and we're seeing Belichick making mistakes where he never made mistakes before. He was always two steps ahead of everybody. But but last now two it years, just feels like he's kind of at par with everybody. It's his time left. They've been in the pack. Don't you think? I mean... Well, yeah, but also was that a little bit to be expected? Like, the idea that you would find your next franchise quarterback the year after, like, that happens in so few places. Green Bay, like, San Francisco, but, like, that doesn't really happen. I still am... I have trouble letting go of the past, and this idea... I, I understand that's a good parallel with 2010. Although that Jets team didn't they have Revis and Yeah, they were. Their defense was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if the Jets are quite there. David Harris, yeah. But, I get, you know, last night gives me pause. But generally, I see two games against the Jets. Like, I think this is turnaroundable. And the funny thing is, I don't think it matters who the quarterback is. That's not how they're going to win this game. Well, that's what I said is the irony of this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. The irony is that this is not how the Patriots are trying to win games. They're trying to run the ball and play good defense. Now they yeah. got a quarterback controversy. It's like, where the hell did that come from? But this is what happens when your backup plays well. But I just, I just think yeah. they were flawed in this whole process to begin with. Um, yeah, so. I, you're right. But I, I don't think it's... I, I to pull Mac Jones last yeah. night after one pick in the first quarter. The offense looked lifeless. I mean, they, they you don't fall down ten nothing at home to the Bears. There was a, how many drives did he get? He got three. Three. Yeah. I, I I mean, obviously Zappy comes in and looks like fire immediately. Two touchdown drives, and Zappy's picks were not terrible. One was a complete tip that at the line. So I know, but that's yeah. what I'm saying about Mac Jones's interception. I felt like the guy made the most unbelievable athletic play to get his hands on that. It looked like Odell Beckham in reverse. Here's the thing about that team: both quarterbacks struggle when they're in third and long. Yeah. So every young quarterback, so they have to run the ball. So honestly, like they have to run the ball and they have to be successful on the early downs, or that whoever it is is not going to do well. I think there's such a thin line of thin margin for success there. Like they they have to yes. be on point because they're just not that good a team. No, I, I get what you're talking yeah. about there. There is it's a it's a much thinner margin than when Brady was there. And this is a team where Belichick last year took Mac Jones, and I I know it was a bad weather game, but he threw the ball four times last year against Buffalo. He does not have that much faith in Mac Jones. Yeah, but then later, I mean. No, I get what you're saying, but it really became obvious, of course, in the playoff game when the Patriots couldn't throw the ball and the Bills just beat the living daylight. Actually, I I had even forgotten about that game. Yeah, it just feels like the Mac Jones... It was he was hot last year. There was a moment. There was a moment. I think they yeah. won five in a row, right? Yeah, no, but, I'm sorry. I think they won seven in a row. How many? The Patriots rattled off this crazy win streak, and it was like, wait a minute. And that's where, as Belichick lives rent free in my Bills fan brain, I was like, oh my gosh, you can't. This is like Michael Myers. We can't kill this guy. And then they <laughs> fell apart as, is, down the stretch. Isn't that funny? Seven the way, straight last year with Mac Jones. Isn't it funny the way that whole draft class has now sort of kind of down. Trevor Lawrence is definitely down from what we expected. Trey Lance is out. Zach Wilson is still a work in progress. Well, now Justin, Justin Fields, Fields looked good. good. <laughs> Justin Fields was setting every record for bad quarterback play or incomplete. I think I said before the game, they only had 10 completions a game. It was the lowest in 32 years. 
Now and That's now, Bears football, baby. and now Mac Jones <laughs> might be benched. It is incredible. All five first round picks, and we don't know about any of them yet. Man, that's so crazy. Let's go to the phones eight five five two one two four CBS. Justin is in Ohio. Justin, how are you? Hey, thanks for taking the call, guys. You, got it. Uh, you know, I just I want to say that the the Bill Belichick dynasty. I mean, to me, it's the Tom Brady dynasty. It's over. The defensive mastermind he was on last year in the playoffs, uh, the Buffalo Bills did not punt on the so-called defensive mastermind. Uh, he's putting in a fourth-round pick over his first-round pick. He, he's, he, he's a questionable general manager at best. <laughs> I mean, he's terrible. He cannot draft guys. And uh, people want to give him credit for, for drafting Tom Brady. Oh, my God, it was a six-round pick. If he thought he was so good, he would have drafted him in one of the earlier rounds. The dude is trash. He is not <laughs> oh, that great. He's, uh, tell me I'm wrong. Well, he's not trash. So, okay, we want to talk about the drafting, Justin. I know that their drafting wide receivers has been obviously a big challenge for him. This draft class looks like it's pretty good. I think the one place where Belichick gets the most credit is he always seems to let guys go a year too early rather than a year too late. You know, he's really good at kind of understanding when a guy is either done or on the verge of being done. There's a couple notable misses there as well. Don't get me wrong. But I think he's really good at that. And I think he's like the attention to detail. Listen, teams are going to be better. And for that, I think he deserves all the blame because he is the general manager and he is the head coach. He's everything in New England. So if they're a middle-of-the-pack team, that's on Belichick. So I'll agree yeah, well, with I mean, also this, why didn't they play Malcolm Butler in that playoff game against Philly? I mean, that's still a mystery that no one has been able to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I, I still don't understand that. I mean, I don't care what he went on to do after the fact. Malcolm Butler was their best corner, and the defensive mastermind decided to sit him out. Last year, it's a playoff game in Orchard Park in Buffalo. And, and, and once again, I mean, I mean, Joss Allen is not a messiah. He's a great quarterback. He's top three in the league. But they didn't punt. Yeah. And, and Brady, I mean, I mean, Belichick gets credit for being a defensive mastermind. How can a defensive mastermind not hold the opposition to one punt? Well, I know, Justin, appreciate the call, but you're kind of cherry-picking some of Bill's low moments. I mean, he's got a lot of highs, too. You have to acknowledge that, right? Brady carried him. Yeah, you're right. Brady carried him. Well, the funny thing is that Bill's punter is the loneliest man in sports. I mean, it's, how many? That <laughs> Justin, is not. Thank ironic. you for the call. Appreciate the passion. Didn't he just set a record at the beginning of this year for like I think the least punts? Like he sat out like five games or something. They never punt. I'm not only that against Bill. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, they just got shellacked. Talk about Malcolm Butler. Now we're yeah. bringing up old stuff. But I would say Brady carried him. Um, I feel more that Brady carried him late. Early, this was early on the dynasty. Yeah. The beginning part was Belichick, the defense. They were winning those games with defense and special teams and Brady doing just enough. As Brady got older, it feels like, and, and became more of a veteran, it felt like he was more, uh, deserved a lot of the credit, especially the comeback against the Falcons. Well, I think that uh, the, the thing about Malcolm Butler, to me that's the Loch Ness Monster of NFL Mysteries. I desperately want to know. I want to know before I die why he sat out the game. I've heard so many good theories. <laughs> Do you guys know? Anyone Wait, know? And did... I will listen to any theory on why he sat out. <laughs> Wait, when we had Seth Wickersham on who wrote the book about the Patriots, yeah. did we ask him, we yeah, said, what's had... the one thing you'd want to know yeah. if you could give Belichick true serum? Yeah, and he said Spygate. Oh, did he say Spygate? Which I, I think he said, said Spygate, which was like, that's the least one I wanted. I don't care about Spygate. That uh, was just a videotaping malfunction. It's all my Patriot 
friends say that they're still doing by the way still executing that same stupid <laughs> scheme i don't need it's malcolm butler for me because I, we already know they deflated footballs because why would he be named the deflator maggie why is he the deflator <laughs> i know you're obsessed uh totally wh- why the, the thing about malcolm butler in that game do you honestly think that would have turned it oh i have no idea uh could be i mean I was at the game, and I, I saw the first play they lined up. The Eagles had two six five receivers and five seven cornerbacks were trying to guard them. Like, oh, they're about to torch this team. Yeah. Yeah, I think Malcolm Butler would have helped. It, it was a close game. It was a one-score game. It's so. always a close game with the Patriots yeah, yeah, in the yeah. Super Bowl. Could have easily been a huge factor. Now, isn't the most plausible explanation that he was hurt? That he had either a hamstring pull or a concussion or something? No, because he was so vocal. Not so vocal, yeah. but he was vocal about the fact that he was ticked off. I thought it was... Wasn't it something about a, via, a quote unquote violation of team rules that like maybe he left the hotel yeah, or something, something like that and it was something small? I've heard so many different theories. I, I've definitely I've heard he had a concussion. Oh uh, really? Secretly a concussion that. that they were trying to hide. I have no idea, but I think you're right. Could I've heard that too that he left the team. Who knows? But we need an answer on this one. (laughs) I don't think we're going to get that answer. Belichick does do, you're right. This caller was pointing out Lowe's and Bill Belichick. He's had some odd decisions over the years. It's not like everything he does is right. Remember when he went for it on fourth down against the Colts at their own 28-yard line and it failed? So he's done Brandon Staley-like things, for lack <laughs> of a not, better just term. Just not with the frequency of Brandon Staley. I mean, we can point to a couple bonehead decisions, but you're talking about over 25 years of coaching or yeah. whatever. I mean, and, and taking it back to when he was you know, with Cleveland or even an assistant with the uh, with the Giants. I mean, I think I think as much as I would love to bury Bill Belichick, I mean, we can't do yeah. it. I, I get it, the drafting history. I get it, the cheating. I'm right there with you. And I think the biggest thing that helps the Patriots, listen, I'm not taking anything away from them. I'm just pointing this out. They won. They're winners. I, I give them all the credit in the world. They played the worst teams in their division year after year after year. And if you are a Bills, a Jets, or a Dolphins fan, you are nodding along with a single yeah. tear rolling down your cheek. Because yeah. nobody could <laughs> nobody could stop them. Well, the same thing happened with the Indianapolis Colts. Peyton mm-hmm. Manning faced expansion team after expansion team after expansion team. The Jags, the Texans, and the Colts weren't an expansion team. Uh, I'm sorry, the no, and the Titans. Yeah. The Titans weren't really an expansion team either. No, I think they moved. took over the Browns. But anyway, he had the easiest. So, but what he would do is he would go fourteen and two. Then he would lose in the first round of the playoffs. Where Bill yep. won a lot in the playoffs. No, I so know they did. I give them a little more. I, I think that's a really great point. It gave him a lot of breathing room. And also beating really good quarterbacks. Yeah. Like yeah. Bill beating Peyton Manning. Phillip Rivers all the time. Phillip Rivers all the time had yeah. their number. I mean, it's. I, can't, I don't know that you could extricate the two because Tom Brady would not help this current Pats team that much. He would be frustrated, I think. Don't you think? Uh, he was getting really frustrated with the talent level around him yeah, toward the, the end. end. So I, I I don't know. It's I think it's hard to extricate to do. I do like your theory right there that Belichick definitely won the first four, uh, first first three rather. First three. Yeah. Then um, then things definitely changed where Brady became a bigger force on that team, which makes sense. Yeah, I think and, that's a great explanation. And I think it's a it's a credit to Brady who is who knows what's going on now. I mean, <laughs> yeah. That this is such a bummer of a season so far for the Bucks, and I don't know if they're going to turn it around. I I I, I have no clue. Maybe. It's even harder to tell who to blame because Mike Evans dropping that pass is really its hard to figure out. Yeah, I mean, it's really daunting to look at that team and see one of the top five receivers in the league just not show up for that pass was crazy to but me. But that is so weak sauce. A, a, a play on the first drive of the game yeah. is why you lost on the road to a Panthers team that is in full free fall. 
Yeah. That's why you lost. That makes no sense. Then that means you are not mentally tough. That well, means that- Evans is not because he dropped one later too that I thought he usually would have grabbed. I don't think Evans is really feeling it right now. Well, I mean, then coaching staff has to get into his ear. Tom Brady has to get into his ear. Somebody, you can't blame the loss on something that happened three plays into your first drive. That's silly. I, I, don't I know. won't buy it. I mean, listen, was that Bucks team any good before Tom Brady got there? No. Oh. No, they were not. They this, never had made the playoffs in 20 years. No, you're right. This foreshadows what's coming up in our next segment, which is Maggie's top five quarterbacks. But this one mm. is going to be a quarterback list with a little bit of a different twist this week, Proloff. We're doing top five quarterbacks who will be on a different team next year. Ooh, we'll do I that like it. Next. Maggie and Proloff, CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Network, Sirius XM Channel 158, and the free Odyssey app. Come on back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Maggie and Perloff. Well, we're talking about Belichick and the Patriots, and now they have a quarterback controversy they have to deal with. If you were watching any of the Manning cast last night, you know that comedian Bill Burr was one of their guests. And at one point, the, the broadcast put up a picture of the winningest coaches in the NFL. So it was Don Shula, George Hallis, and then Bill Belichick. And here was Bill Burr. There it is. Look at that. Look, that's the best picture they can find. Look at Don Shula. He looks like a mafia, Don. George Hallis is smiling like he just met his grandkid for the first time. And Belichick looks like he's getting indicted. <laughs> <laughs> Belichick does always look like he's getting indicted. Can't. I love the description of Hallis, though. He looks like a guy who's so happy he's meeting his grandkid for the first time. Well, That's he's right, one. though, about Shula. And I would go a step further. Every Don Shula photo of him, like the late Don Shula, the later years, obviously he passed away, but the later years, the way he's wearing those glasses, and it always looks like it's a paparazzi yeah. photo, like the FBI was in a van outside of practice or yeah. something. But also, Bill Burr, if I said that line or you said that line, it wouldn't be nearly as funny. His accent when he talks about sports. <laughs> uh, he did, you know, his podcast, his Monday morning podcast. He, yeah. I could care less about the Boston Bruins, have no interest, but I will listen to him talk about the Bruins for five minutes. Because A, the passion he puts into it, yeah. and B, the accent. It's, it's unbelievable. It was really, really funny last night. Oh, um, it's a getting indicted. <laughs> Uh, Well, last night they were losing, so it was an indictment more on Bill than it was on anything else. With that, we have to get to Maggie's top five quarterbacks of the moment. All right. Special twist on this one. Love it. Now, last week we did the bottom five quarterbacks of the moment because everybody stunk. So this week, changing it up yet again. Instead of my top five NFL quarterbacks of the moment, we're going to do my top five quarterbacks who are going to be on a different team next year. Wow. All right. So I'm calling it now week eight. This is top five quarterbacks who are going to be on a different team. And as a bonus, I will also give you the team that I think they'll be playing for. Oh, wow. Do you want me to do that after? No, do it per quarterback. I want to hear as this. We're doing I mean, it? Okay. That's a tough call. I mean, we have a lot of football left before this happens, but please. I know, but this is when I look into my crystal ball. Okay. Number five on the list top five quarterbacks will be playing on a different team next year. Jimmy Garoppolo. 
I don't think that's going to come as a big shock yeah. to anybody. All the draft capital they invested in Trey Lance. Even if the 49ers go to the Super Bowl this year, I think this is it for Jimmy G and the 49ers. But wait, doesn't part of you feel Jimmy G is a house guest will just never leave? Because he wasn't supposed to, <laughs> Maggie, he was not supposed to be there this year. Yeah, all of a sudden he's married to your wife. You're just yeah. like, what happened? Jimmy G, well, you handsome jerk. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jimmy G, is he persists. He shouldn't be there now. Yeah, but... You're right. No, you're right. All the I don't like, have a comeback. He should be there he should now. Be there. So I totally understand what you're Here saying. All logic points to him not being in San Francisco, but it's like they cannot quit Jimmy G. Oh, and it's throwing screen passes to Christian McCaffrey. Oh, my gosh. He is the guest that wouldn't leave. Uh, okay, but I'll, as my corresponding move, well, I can't do my corresponding move because it's going to give away too much of Okay, yeah, save that. But I'll you, save the Wait, do you, you don't have it. Do you have a team for Jimmy G next year? Of course I do. Actually, I don't. <laughs> He's the one That's guy it. I don't have a wait, guy wait. for. Because you I'm know sorry. why? That's the hardest one. To find a home for Jimmy G. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm supposed to be a professional. I'm supposed to be good at this. Uh, like, Jimmy G is the one I guy on this list. You're like, do I have a team? No, I don't, as a matter of the fact. The one guy on the list I don't have a team for. Okay, I'm sorry. Number four on the list, quarterbacks who are going to be somewhere else next year playing for a different team. Mac Jones. Coming off Ooh. of getting pulled last night after... The first quarter, Mac Jones is going to be goner from New England. Bill Belichick always loves an opportunity. The opportunity is going to come because I will tell you in a minute who is going to trade for Mac Jones because I have the team. I have a team that's desperate and a team that's going to overpay for Mac Jones, and Belichick cannot turn down that kind of value. So Wait, Mac is Jones that, is number is that four. This year they're going to trade for him in the offseason? In the offseason. All right, are you going to give us a team, or is that I, it will ruin the later part of the list? I can, I can actually... Uh, let me just keep going. Keep going. And, okay, because I don't want to give them all away. Number three on the list, quarterback who's going to be playing for a different team, Geno Smith. Aww. Love Geno Smith. Everyone Ooh. loves the Geno Smith story. However, I do think that Seattle is trying to find a lot more, uh, maybe, I want to say permanent solution because, like, you know, Geno couldn't play for a lot of years. They've had Geno in the building. They understand. Yeah. They gave him a shot this year. They've been having Geno on one-year contracts. Every year that he's been a backup, they've never shown any kind of real commitment to him, even as a backup quarterback. So I think Geno has a new home next year. Okay. And I'll tell you what it is in a minute. Number two on the list, quarterbacks would be somewhere else. Daniel Jones. Okay. Daniel Jones, who is playing well. Offense is playing into his strengths, which is definitely running the ball, trying to limit turnovers. But Daniel Jones, this organization, new GM, new coach, did not pick up his fifth-year option. I think... Even Daniel Jones, no matter what he shows this year, I do not think he's going to be the quarterback of the New York Giants next year. They already see, like, how much better they're doing with, with like, this ragtag sort of roster. I think Brian Dayball will say, listen, look how good I'm doing this year with these no-name receivers and Daniel Jones. Just imagine what I can do with my own quarterback. So, number two, Daniel Jones. Um, could they – so he's a free agent, right? Yeah. But they could franchise tag him. Um, or – yeah, I guess they probably I don't could. Know. I don't know the rules about that. If you don't pick up the rookie option, so, can you turn around and Because I'm just curious him? about when you look at Daniel Jones, is that a guy who – is it like a $150 million contract or bust, or is there a middle road where you could let him hang around in a way without having to do the big commitment? Well, the franchise tag is $18 million, so it's still a lot because yeah. he was a first-round no, pick. No, no, and no. It was the a franchise top- tag is $32 million, For 30. the first year? Yeah, it's huge. No, the 18 is if you're. Uh, oh, is the, the fifth year, year option? You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. the franchise tag is huge. There's no way they're going to. 32 million for one year for a quarterback actually is not that big. Not, that... But think about it. You're talking about the Giants who have all these other holes they actually have to fill on the roster. They're just doing a great job 
covering up for it right now. Uh, yeah, but again, if you could get the, the key to a quarterback is like not having to commit for eight years. If they could do a short term commitment, okay. Well, I got to hear your number one, then we can okay. get back into it. Daniel Jones, number two, and the number one quarterback will be playing on a different team next year is Tom Brady. Wow. I believe that Brady is is still going to play. That that well, there's your first. I've thing. been I've been back and forth on this. Yeah. I just don't think if the if the season continues to go this way, where he looks this miserable, I just don't know if he can quit on a low note. <laughs> you know, he's going to chase it. He might be chasing. <laughs> it. Uh, you don't want to do that at the casino. That is a <laughs> bad idea. I know. All of a sudden, he's splitting sixes. It's yeah. Four a.m. Yeah, I mean, it's it might get a little ugly. I don't think he'll be playing in Las Vegas to be splitting those sixes, but uh, I will tell you where. So those are my top five quarterbacks I think are going to be on a different team. Okay, now do you want to hear where I think they're going to go? Yes. And by the way, I I I disagree on – I think Geno earns a job in Seattle. And that, wait, real quick on Geno, I'll tell you why. The only reason he's doing so good is because he knows that offense so well. So why – I think that's going to give him a huge edge to stay there. Yeah, why like, mess with it? Why mess with it? Because they're playing themselves out of a draft pick. Yeah. Unless you could get the – unless the draft pick is so good, he could be 15 or 16. But you're not going to get a top three pick now. Yeah, so but think who are you going to have? That doesn't – the top three pick doesn't always lead to the success. I mean, think where yeah. Mahomes and Watson and, you know – yeah, but I, again, that's that's asking a lot to say, oh, I'm going to find my franchise quarterback at 12. It doesn't happen that much. Well, I mean, I, I just... And also, too, the other thing is Seattle pay, thinks so differently because Pete Carroll famously paid all that money for Matt Flynn and then started mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. So I don't think any normal thinking comes in the quarterback <laughs> when it goes to Pete Carroll. But, all right, I want to hear your homes. And it's working for them. Okay, I want to so hear your homes. My corresponding homes for these five quarterbacks. Again, Jimmy G, I can't, I can't find the place for Jimmy G quite yet. Yeah, I mean, Give me listen, a little time. Listen, the Niners and Jimmy G's camp spent six months looking for a home for him this offseason <laughs> and found nothing. Well, so I don't expect you to find something when he couldn't find anything. Yeah, you don't think I'm as good as Don Yee? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, he was also coming off a of shoulder surgery. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy G, I got nothing for you. Mac Jones, I believe, will next year be playing for the Washington Commanders. Wow. Still a desperate <laughs> franchise who will overpay... And even though the Carson Wentz thing blew up in their faces, I think they still believe they can do this again with a young quarterback. So that that's number one. That is aesthetically the worst match I've ever heard. I mean, you're absolutely you're, <laughs> wait. Let me say you're 100 percent right. He's definitely going to be a Washington Commander. That is a fate accompli. But it is going to be. I mean, come on, like kid, that poor guy. You're going to send him down to Washington. Not he has sen- no chance. <laughs> it's there. not Guantanamo. Oh, maybe. Uh, we well, still have Terry <laughs> McLaurin. Uh, okay. But yeah, but I, I would. The one thing I would say about them, they need a quarterback who can do everything. Like Mac Jones, if you put him on a good team, he's a game manager. Right. They need a guy who is Lamar Jackson combined with Patrick Mahomes <laughs> combined with Josh Allen. They need wow. an all-time savior. So I'm already feeling bad. You're right. It makes so much sense. And I feel bad because he doesn't have a chance. There. No. I mean, I didn't say it was going to work out. I just yeah, think that's yeah, where no. he's going to go. It's I, implied when you say Washington Commanders it won't work out. I, that was understood. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. So for Geno Smith, my home next year for Geno, Tampa Bay Bucks. I could see Tampa Bay making a big play for Geno because the rest of the team is actually young at spots, and I don't think they're ready to like pack it in and and go like try to. I mean, where are they going to start over? You're not going to have a draft pick that's going to be anywhere close to be able to get a good quarterback coming out of college, or at least a high pick coming out of college. 
Gino makes a lot of sense there. Yeah. He can run that offense. He can find those good receivers still with Evans and Godwin. I think Brady's gone. I think Gino's in Tampa. By the way, I could have said this about literally every team in the NFC South. The Gino could be in Tampa. He could be a Falcon. He could be a Carolina Panther. Or he could also be a New Orleans. Yeah. How, but I, I'm going Tampa. You could have put Jimmy G in Tampa, too. I'm not putting Jimmy G in Tampa. Just I think Gino's because- better. Uh, okay. Okay. I so, mean, yeah, they're, yeah, but the same argument. I'm, I'm just saying logic wise, it's a little weird for Jimmy G to follow Tom Brady, but, yeah. uh, I don't think anyone cares. There's about no way. Him. New Orleans cannot go another journeyman. Can they, are they going to become the Colts and go journeyman, journeyman, Well, that's journeyman? why I picked Tampa. Yeah. It seemed like it maybe it was a little bit better of a fit. Uh, what about in Carolina? You don't see them getting I think a they're going to draft. Yeah, yeah. So they'll go draft. Yeah. And who's the other? Atlanta. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Maybe Atlanta is a possibility. Atlanta seems the Arthur Smith, Marcus Mariota love is very strong. I saw a, <laughs> a feature on them where they were basically crying into each other's arms. That's a love fest. Wow. I don't know. It's weird. There's so many teams that need quarterbacks next year. And the I hate to say it, this crop you just presented, it's not that great. It's a 46-year-old Tom Brady, a Jimmy G who presumably San Francisco doesn't want, Gino. Enough said. Uh, who are the other two? Mac the... Jones. Mac Jones, who, if, if the Patriots get rid of him after two years, that's a huge indictment. And then what's the other one? Da- uh, well, Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. Yeah, that's another one. That is not... These are slim pickings if you're going to get one of those guys. So, it? Daniel Jones, my team for him next year is Seattle. Mm. I don't know if Seattle's going to be able... I don't know what their draft pick situation is going to be. They have multiple draft picks, obviously, from the Russell Wilson deal, so they have a lot of maneuverability. Yeah. I don't know if this is perfect, but you know, Daniel Jones is shown what he can do with his legs. Pete Carroll, these offenses have never really asked the quarterback to be like the big bombs away guy. I mean, Russell used yeah. to have to do it because he was usually trying to dig them out of like a crazy hole in the fourth quarter. It's like, Russ, go win us the game. But Geno's been, you know, I just think Daniel Jones, they might like what they see there. I don't know what their situation is in Seattle. I can see Daniel Jones. Over there. I want to make a show bet. Yeah. Uh, I think Daniel Jones is in New York for week one of next year. I will bet you that. Yeah. I know you won't shake my hand because we already went through this a couple weeks ago. Oh, I have a three-year-old, the... so Perloff yeah, won't yeah, shake yeah. my hand because I, my three-year-old, like every three-year-old, is a Petri dish. Yeah, yeah. I, di- I don't want to have bubonic plague going into <laughs> the holidays. Uh, Does it count if he's on the Jets or the visiting team playing in New York? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No uh, technicalities there. Okay, so this is a Giants-only He needs Daniel to be Jones. wearing number eight for the Giants. Yeah, I think... That's a big fat no to me. Yeah, I, I think there is. Uh, I think the Brian Dable, Daniel Jones. If the guy stays healthy, I, I don't know. I feel like five and one is. First of all, you were just telling six me how good six and one. This is a real thing. If he can run like this, then why not? Brian Dable does like big, tall running quarterbacks. So who who are they getting? Did you? Sorry, did you give someone to them? Uh, I didn't. I didn't give someone to the Giants. And they're playing themselves right out of a draft pick. Yeah, they are definitely playing themselves out of a draft pick. And if they do get a draft pick, it'll be between 20. It'll be a guy who they need a bridge, so they need somebody to come in temporarily, like like a Nick Foles or Andy Dalton or somebody. I don't know why. I think I think they're going to find a way to draft somebody. <laughs> I think they're going to talk themselves into. I I don't know yet. You're I haven't figured me, out the Giants piece yet. I just know a, Daniel is, Jones is not the guy. When does a playoff team cut a veteran or not resign a veteran and start a rookie? It's rare. I think it's. A, I like your Daniel Jones. Maybe I can't franchise tag him. It's too much money. It's well, the money. yeah, but the, the most important thing in the NFL is not getting stuck, not getting committed. So yes. Yeah, I like Seattle. That makes great. He'd be a perfect quarterback there. I just say 
<laughs> I'm all on this Gino Smith bandwagon. I don't know. Is this pumpkin ride going to end here? <laughs> I don't think so. Pumpkin ride? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Those those all make sense. The Gino and the Daniel Jones are the ones that I'm not sure about. Uh, all right. Well, it's a working list. Yeah, I'd like to revisit this at the end of oh, the season. Oh, and Brady. Thank you, Stu. I didn't say where I think Tom Brady's going to be. Obviously, this is the easiest one, 49ers. Thank you. Finishes out the career for 49ers. Talk about the attraction, yeah. and now he doesn't have to necessarily, like, I don't know what's going on with what's going on at home. Who knows? The situation's all in flux. But uh, then again, the, the, the 49ers issue, maybe this is stupid if you're trying about the go, but Trey Lance is sitting there. Is he, are they, they going to bench Trey Lance again? <laughs> Can this really happen to this poor kid? Let's not worry about Trey. We'll worry about Trey another time. <laughs> I mean, you know those traffic. I mean, they gave up so much to get this guy that they benched for Jimmy G, then brought in Tom Brady. They after already like made trading a mistake. For McCaffrey. Well, they made a mistake already once passing on Brady. Maybe. Yeah. If you believe rumors, they might have already made this mistake one time. They won't do it again. Brady's already, by the way, looked done his last year in New England and then pulled this reappearing act in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Could he pull another reappearing act if this season uh, doesn't end in a Super Bowl? Okay. I'm not betting against him. There you go. So top five quarterbacks who play on a different team next year. We'll tweet it out at Maggie and Pearl and the corresponding team where I think they're going to play. Coming up, Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Did not expect Aaron Rodgers to take on the fans in Green Bay. Never thought I'd see this. You're going to hear it next. Don't move. More Maggie and Pearl off after this. Time for a CBS Sports Update. Here's Rich Ackerman. Maggie and Perloff hanging out with you on Tuesday. All right, so on Tuesdays, we know that Aaron Rodgers talks to the Pat McAfee show. And, you know, Aaron has, Aaron Rodgers has, you know, he's talked about the fans in the past, right? He usually gets asked these kind of questions. The famous one was the R-E-L-A-X and add every, ask everybody just to calm down. But today he was asked about fans kind of freaking out and kind of being negative and down on the team because they're three and four. And... This was a response I've never heard a quarterback in. What the f*** is Aaron Rodgers up to today? Well, they can say whatever they want. Love that. Nothing's going to sway that opinion, I don't think. I think people who are bitter and angry, they kind of want to sit in that, wallow in it a little bit, if you you will. You know, like like a pig and... You know, just kind of enjoy it for a little bit. Hell just yeah. kind of let that wash all over them until they're ready to, to get washed off. Fans, you know, want to want to be upset. And that's fine. I mean, that's great. It's still kind of a free country, so they can do whatever they whatever they want. I mean, how can he be this wrong? I The fans don't want to be upset. No one wants to wallow in this kind of thing. They want the team to go 17-0 and and then go like a hot knife through butter through the playoffs and blow out another team in the Super Bowl. That's what fans want. Now, when a team is bad, fans want to commiserate. Then we want to, you know, have the, you know, basically the bleep talk with each other because this is going to make us feel a little bit better. But yeah. nobody wants to wallow in this. Nobody wants to be washed over mm. with with negativity. But I think this I think what Rogers was getting at was the second part of what you said. You know, coming from Philadelphia, there is an incredible joy in ripping a bad 
Philadelphia team. It's really fun. Right, but you don't go into the season hoping they're bad so you can revel in their badness. No, I don't go into the season, but I do enjoy reveling in their badness. Yeah, it's <laughs> super fun to make fun of Ben Simmons for the last five years. It was a blast. Well, I mean, but it's it's also, it's not a, see, is it fun or is it cathartic? Because no, you actually invest in the team, so now when something blows up as spectacularly as Ben Simmons does, you have to talk about it with other people because it's just it flamed out so bit so you know. Well, it's like such the, a huge way. You have the seven stages of mourning. First, yeah. there's denial, like oh he's better than that. Then what are the other? <laughs> can anyone help Anger, me? Anger. Uh, then you get angry. You're like oh man, why can't Aaron Rodgers be better in the Packers right now? And then eventually bargaining. you get to acceptance, bargaining. Well, maybe if uh, when his receivers get a little older, Aaron <laughs> yeah. Rodgers, by week 16, he's going to have Romeo Dobbs. And then what's next? Uh, acceptance. And then accept- acceptance. Accept- we skipped a couple steps. We definitely skipped a bunch of steps. We, we are yeah. not healthily uh, a- moved on. Acceptance. Aaron Rodgers said eventually they'll be ready for it to be over. But, yeah, no, I do think there's a joy in having a bad team in town. I mean, you you were okay. You were in New York for some bad teams. Very when you bad were doing, teams. Did did you sense a little bit of joy in the callers ripping those teams? Like, not just commiserating, but this is kind of fun. Only when it got so, so bad. Okay. when So, two times when I think that people actually reveled in it being bad. Number one, when they were tanking, straight up tanking, but they were going head-to-head tanking with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they actually won a game. They ended up winning two games at the end of the season, took themselves out of the number one overall pick. People were just like, how could they have won that stupid game. They just screwed us over. People maybe thought that was a little bit like a fun, like you're complaining with a little twinkle in your yeah, eye. Yeah, okay. totally. And when a team is so, uh, like, it's stuff off the field. So, like, the Mets, for example, had a manager who turned in the wrong lineup card. Yeah. Or doing <laughs> things that are so stupid where you're just like, what a dumbass. Like, that stuff, I think people like to – like maybe revel in a little bit. But I feel just like, like your like, team you... looking bad, like the Packers looking bad. Packers fans aren't reveling in that. They want to see the team win. They want Aaron Rodgers to win another Super Bowl before he retires. Didn't people enjoy making fun of the Knicks for over the last decade? People, yeah, but they would have rather friends, had them winning playoff games and NBA titles. Yeah, yeah. but okay, that's not going to happen. But didn't they? I, like, I have a lot of friends who are Knicks fans <laughs> like, who enjoy joking write about them off. it. Yeah, like... But I don't no, know. No, it's no. fun to make it's okay. fun to make jokes about the Knicks Think in about New York. Them. But the Knicks have also become a punchline yeah. everywhere. Like the Clippers were at one point. The even the Warriors were a punchline back in the day. There have been other teams that have just been national punchlines because well, they've been so bad for so long. Take it out the of sports. The Jets were like that. Take it out of sports. I think what Aaron Rodgers was saying, people like being angry. People like feeling superior. That's what our culture is. Half of what our culture is these but, days. But what There's something real there. to do? They're three and four. They suck. You want fans <laughs> to be like, hey, guys, we're three. We're yeah. walking down the street with their Aaron Rodgers jerseys and celebrating how terrible they are. But you know what? They, they've shown some improvements. So we're really happy. What do you want fans to do when you're three and four and you're expected to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with Samter on that But one. I think Aaron Rodgers saying maybe they're turning it on a little, the negativity a little too much. Maybe they're enjoying it a little bit. Well, you don't think that people enjoy being negative about things? That's sort of I'm what agree. everybody well, gets off on. I would days. ask them this. You go out and lose to the commanders and see if everybody is going to be negative. They're going to be freaking negative. Yeah, like It's also the competition. No offense, Jets and Giants are better this year. But like to lose Giants, Jets, Commanders in three straight weeks, you're expecting people to be singing zippity doo They're Of course they're going to be pissed. <laughs> they're going to revel in. Yeah. Like, they, they probably don't know what else to do. And the but, thing is, fans in New York, Philadelphia, were used to like this kind of almost like masochistic yeah. you know, love-hate Exactly, masochistic. Not in, but not in Green Bay. In Green Bay, they yeah. just... 
they fawn over the Packers. Like for them, this is like hurting their hearts. In New York and Philly, we're like, it's kind of fun to like boo people and call I think the, the analogy Rogers is getting, it's like politics is these days. Nobody cares about their party. They don't care what their party does. They just get these huge dopamine rushes off of criticizing the other parties. That's what the joy, that's like the entertainment part. And I think that what he's saying is people are getting into this ripping the Packers thing. They're getting a lot out of it. Okay, well, there's another reason why I'll just keep to sports, although this might work for politics too, but I would just keep this to sports. One of the reasons why we have to complain about it and why we enjoy complaining about it is because we have no control over any of it. Yeah, no true. control over whether Aaron <laughs> Rodgers throws a pick. No control over whether the front office adds what a wide mean? receiver. When we cheer, that doesn't help the team. Yeah, either. right. The home field advantage. I, I mean, they had a home field advantage in Washington the other day. Basically, it didn't work. <laughs> That's why you're so helpless. You know, yeah. that you have n- the only recourse you have is to complain. Uh, by the way, I've noticed something. This is related. That a lot of cities are starting to boo really fast. I mean, I know New York does. Last night, the Patriots fans started booing Mac Jones in the first quarter. Chanting like, for Bailey Zappi. I'm like, hello, this is Philly's thing. And uh, <laughs> Washington's having a sell the team chant. Can we? That's the Knicks. Can that's we, a, that's uh, a New York Knicks. Yeah, no, New York does a lot of this too. But can't Philadelphia have something of their own? Can't we be the first to boo? Why are they booing Mac Jones in the first quarter in New England? What has happened around this country? I don't know. Country? God forbid he threw a pick. Oh and my it sounds goodness. like they're kind of booing Aaron Rodgers a little bit. Come on, people. This is be nice to your teams because Philadelphia is the only one that boos. <laughs> yeah, I know. You want to like trademark booing? Yeah, I mean, that isn't it? Fun? I was surprised. I'm like, wow, man, they are, they're turning on Mac Jones fast in Foxborough. You know, I wonder sometimes, I've been thinking about this a little bit, workshop this idea on you guys. I wonder if people are booing more lately because it's like going to a game now is awesome. It's so fun. But when you're out there and it's like kind of crappy weather and it's late. Sorry, am I sounding like an old person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to stop. By the way, last night. We've been dealing with this for years. Foxborough. It's just I'm getting older. Can you imagine how (laughs) awful it must have been to drive to Foxborough in the rain last night? It looked miserable It's basically, out there. it's one lane in and out. So we're talking about weather and traffic at the same time. I know, time. this oh is sad goodness. dad. Maggie, now I'm sad mom. sad mom. Oh my God. <laughs> no. He's rubbing off me. Wait, quickly, let's play the other Aaron Rodgers sound, Stu, if we have a sec, about the uh, taking taking reps away from guys who are having mistakes. We had so many just mental errors and mistakes. It's just, it's not the kind of football we're used to playing. You know, guys who are making too many mistakes shouldn't be playing. Gotta start cutting some reps. And maybe guys who aren't playing, give them a chance. Do the Packers have the kind of depth where you can start pulling back on guys right now? Well, I was just thinking none of their receivers are starter worthy. So might, well, <laughs> might as well go to the other non-starting <laughs> yeah. worthy guys, right? I mean, who else do they have? I mean, I, I don't know, but that is that is strong words from a starting quarterback. That's pretty pretty out there. I I thought Rodgers was fired up today. So I don't hate it, by the way, that Rodgers said that. No, I mean, you got to, at this point, what do you have to lose? I mean, you're three and four. Something's got to change with this team. Uh, coming up, one team turned their quarterback from zero to hero. We'll tell you who. Perloff goes against the grain. And your Packers calls next. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.